Hey everybody, it is Trani Unicorn here with podcast episode number four. This is called, Is the Swinger Lifestyle Our Never Never Land? And it came to me just five minutes ago when I smoked a big fat fucking joint. And I thought, yes, that is exactly where I want to take my podcast next. So I have been a swinger for a few years now. I'm pretty hardcore now and uh, I've seen a lot and learned a lot along the way. And one of the things that I think is so fascinating about the lifestyle is how foreign it is to so many people who are living amongst it. People who live down the street from Oasis Aqua Lounge Sex Club learned about it from my channel. Think about that. They were like, what the fuck? When they thought Toronto, Ontario, okay, what's the intersect? Oh, Mutual Street. Oh, shit. That's five minute walk. These people's lives were changed. Learning about a club and a lifestyle that was a five-minute walk from their fucking house. So I know that I've got work to do to get this lifestyle out in the open more so that the right people can find it and the other people can fuck off, frankly, because there's going to be a lot of resistance against this lifestyle from all sorts of religious groups and whatnot. And I'm not going to lie, I got zero fucking patience or fucks for that. So I'm just going to motor on and I'm going to take whatever shame stains comes with presenting as a proud swinger and hopefully this lifestyle is better for it at the end anyways i love that people find out about this lifestyle and it becomes literally nothing less than a sexual awakening uh seriously i have heard that word from many people after only a few months of in this lifestyle they said it is the beginning of something it is not just a fluke it's like the awakening of what's possible for themselves for what's what's possible when you accept your body what's possible when you accept your desires and pursue them what's possible when you do the things on your list and then decide you have room for more to write down right so this is the part that makes me tingly in my body even right now and i want you to know about this lifestyle so i think it is truly a magical place a subculture right where sex is allowed and sex is not shunned and sex is okay to be talked about openly at dinner sex is okay to be joked about you're allowed to make that's what she said jokes you're allowed to fucking you know have dick shaped memorabilia in your house i mean i know that you guys on my podcast can only hear me but i do usually put clips of my videos or on my podcast on youtube because I just recorded a little video segment uh, so that you could basically just see my legs this time. But I have some boo pillow I'm showing right now. That's a pillow. Ooh, it fell. It fell. And I'm not getting it. Um, it was a boo pillow. And then I have a dick pillow. But I don't know where it is at the moment. It's like sex is okay to be part of almost like every joke, you know. And so what I like about also the lifestyle is that it feels like a place where you are allowed to be attracted to people whether they're partnered or not. And so that is different than what I would consider what's in mainstream vanilla world, right? Which is where, you know, sex is not out in the open kind of thing. Um, here, it's like, if I think someone's husband's cute, I can like figure out their situation pretty respectfully. Like I could be like, oh, so do you play separately? If I was straight, a straight woman, I didn't want to fuck the wife maybe or whatever. If, the, if it was a husband, I could be like, so like, do you guys play? And if they say no, then they say no. But 
it's not rude to ask can i fuck your husband in this lifestyle as long as you respect the no when there's a no right and i think that's what's really cool is you're not this predator fucking girl just by you know wanting to suck a new dick you know like fuck off um yeah that brings me to the jealousy place it's it's like this magical place for women specifically i have seen where i think men have mastered this naturally a long time ago but women seem to in my opinion in vanilla world be always in certain competitiveness with one another and there was such a level of possessiveness and ownership over the dick that we put in our vaginas that looking back makes me cringe I can't believe that, you know, if I ended up sucking some guy's dick one night and, you know, then he was off limits to my friends. Like, it would have been an issue if my friend wanted to date that guy, you know? Like, what the fuck? Like, the world is, like, only so big, you know? Um, I remember losing friends in grade eight because a guy that, like my friend uh, Kara, also liked me. And because you could really only have one at a time... You know, he dumped her and dated me. And then I was, I was like hated because I stole her boyfriend. Anyways, this was grade eight and it never got better from there. So I got to say, um, it would have been nice if that guy could have just, you know, saw Kara on Monday and me on Wednesday and made sure he showered in between. I mean, think about the open mindedness that could have been had I known what I know now back in those days when I was in grade eight and beyond, right? So women were always like, not like a bit competitive, but also threatened by other women. Like, for example, if another woman like sucked a dick better, I was like, oh my God, I like, you know, I hope no one finds out about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but now I'm, I parade those people around and I was like, well, you've got to experience my friend's mouth. Like, because it's not about possessiveness anymore. It's not about and owning anybody's sexuality except for my own. And knowing that sharing is actually a beautiful thing when it comes to sex you can actually just like when you go to a new restaurant and you like want to write a yelp review about it what if you could literally go and have this you know experience the sex with someone and then go and share it with your friends so that they can also fuck the same person recreationally and have maybe for example as a girl you want that throw against the wall fucking fantasy fulfilled well you know what i know a guy that does that so I'm going to be recommending that to anyone I know specifically that's a friend that I think is a good fit, first of all, because I'm also matchmaking for the male side, right, obviously. Um, but I, I think that I would find people who want that and match them up because, yeah, it's a little bit of the all takes what she's having kind of mentality. And when it's okay if we all share from the same trough kind of thing, it suddenly becomes such a beautiful relaxing place with with other women who fuck the same men as us and i never in a million fucking years would have expected women to be able to handle sex like this i it's a fairy tale and i think for me that's what makes me wonder is this our never never land because it feels like there's this magical place that doesn't exist in vanilla world but if you come to the sex positive springer lifestyle you know, you're not going to be shunned as a woman for fucking. You're not going to be, you know, judged by your body count. Um, it's going to be people cheer you on when you come and take multiple men because it's like a, it's like a recreational hobby, right? I think that when you find this lifestyle and realize that there are other people out there for real in the same supermarkets, in the same fucking go train, if you're from Canada car, that literally do orgies and shit or like swing or couple swap or or be a bull or show up at sex clubs on DTF night to get their dick sucked. Whatever it is, there's all sorts of people, all sorts of people who do this lifestyle. 
And so I've had a few viewers um, and some fans on my on my fan page recently contact me and say something that kind of got to me about how they always thought, you know, they had this fantasy of their best friend fucking their girlfriend, but their girlfriend was weirded out by it or whatever. Um, and like, he's like, you know, I always felt like that was just like a, like a line too far kind of thing, obviously. And then he said, but when I saw your content, it made me wonder if maybe, just maybe, I wasn't so weird after all, and there was a world for him, right? Like a, a community for him. And I'm not going to lie, like that's touching. Like that's touching when I find somebody who I think is stuck in vanilla world in a vanilla relationship. And again, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't know his relationship, but it's time for people like us to feel less weird because who gives a shit? As long as what we're doing is legal and in my, my personal value set includes ethical, like I'm a very ethical unicorn. I would always respect, um, like a marriage boundary. Like it, I would never go and try to pursue one partner behind the other's back or anything like that is never going to happen with me. I very much respect the invited, you know, coveted role the unicorn plays. And I, I personally wouldn't betray it. And I don't know other unicorns in the lifestyle who would having said that there's many single women out there willing to fuck other people's husbands, but are they lifestyle people? I don't know. Or are they people who just, you know, want to quit fuck? I don't know. Is there a difference? I don't fucking know. I like to tell people a few things about the lifestyle and, and my purpose on my YouTube channel. And if you're not familiar, you can go into my uh, description of this uh, podcast or video and you can see more about me with all my links. But basically, I, I say it in a few ways. I say that I like to feel like I'm holding the golden ticket, like I'm Willy fucking Wonka going around telling people, yes. There's this fucking place. It's magical. It's everything you've ever wondered and hoped it would be. And come, you're invited, right? Um, like, it, it also may include blue balls. I don't know if you've seen the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie, but that was quite of a funny analogy. I, I couldn't let go. And so that's what I said. When I meet people who show up to this club, and many times I see people who have come from another country because they literally were so inspired to visit the club, I see in their faces... I see in their faces that they're happy they did so. There has only ever been one fan I ever met in person who had a bad night at first night and, uh, and wasn't excited about the idea of coming back. And, uh, I felt bad because he deserved better than that. And I still think he deserved better than that, but everyone can have a bad night randomly. And sometimes, you know, it's just, it's not as, it's not as perfect in fairy tale, right? Like you could, you could get your heart hurt, you could fall down, you could, you know, you know, over drink and pass out at a club and embarrass yourself. There's all sorts of things that you can do to still go run a ride, right? Or like run the ship aboard kind of thing. But okay, the analogies are not going to stop. When I get high, they just roll out. Um, I'm high off weed, by the way. So I feel like I'm like literally almost awakening people from a sleepy vanilla world Almost like I'm pulling them out of the matrix and saying, come, come, there is a world. You're not fucking crazy for wanting to talk about sex. You're not crazy for wanting to fuck your fucking husband or your, your best friend's wife with his permission. You're not. You're not fucking crazy. Literally, if you come to this lifestyle, you'll be met with people who will want to fuck that, you know, your wife too, or, you know, or have that kind of dynamic. Like there are people in the lifestyle who connect solely to cuddle. 
There are people who have a cuddle kink, and that means that they just like the human body touch of somebody else, whether it's male, female, it doesn't really matter. And they don't even need sex, but they want to meet people on the internet to cuddle with. My friend does it, one of my friends, and she has had good experiences. So it's like, yes, there's all sorts of ways to fulfill your most wonderful needs and wants and uh in this lifestyle without any shame and, and as long as you provide that shame free environment for everyone else it'll stay that way so this is a very important value set of the lifestyle is that we accept people and that we don't judge people and if something is not our jam it, we just have to leave or walk away we don't say anything if somebody has an ugly body in our opinion we don't say anything everybody is beautiful like once you get to that point in life where you realize that you know it's, it's really superficial to think think a body really should reflect how you should be treated as a human i just think it's um once you get beyond that i think it's a free it's a free road from there um like me like i give zero shits about about how i present my body and it's funny when, when people comment like um on my content like oh aren't you overweight or whatever they like to say i was like oh yeah i guess i am like i actually forgot like i, I walk around because i go to these clubs and i feel so you know, top of my game because I feel so like wanted and desired at these clubs that I feel like, oh yeah, there was this old, you know, standard of beauty apparently before COVID that, you know, people used to be held up to, but I, I'm not going to lie. I, I, why the fuck am I being held up to some virtually created, you know, aesthetic of beauty? I think that when I'm not going to a workplace anymore and I live solely in my world at home when I work from home and my day job, and then I basically am trying unicorn and I, you know, go and party it up and I'm a swinger and I'm around all sorts of swinger friends. There is no more world for me. So it's not like I'm even around the people who shame me anymore. And I think that's what's really cool, too, is those people are so small to me. And in a way, I truly do feel sorry for them because when they come on my channel and they think that it's important that they announce to the world that I, they don't think I'm attractive or, or I don't deserve to have the life I live or whatever um, because of my my appearance, I feel sorry for them because it means that they don't believe everybody's worthy of self-love and that obviously extends to themselves too. And I hope that they get there one day um, because you can never love yourself until you accept and love others. So good luck on that journey to those people um but yes moving on so this lifestyle is very much about acceptance and body images are the most it's the fa most fascinating part of the lifestyle is how fast they melt away these legs that if you're on youtube you can see them these legs never were shown until i was in my 30s because i didn't like how thick they were and so i wanted to cover them in pants all the time I remember even when I was like pondering a wedding day one day and I was saying how I wonder if I could still wear like, wear, like white pants. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that I wear dresses at all shocked the shit out of me when I turned um, in, when I, in my 30s. Now, by the way, when did I suddenly start wearing dresses or, you know, and, and suddenly starting to when I started the lifestyle? When I started this lifestyle, I suddenly loved my body more and I like accepted my body and others and, and felt it all around me. And I literally just, just the old constraints melted off and it's not a fluke. This happens to my friends too. 
especially my female friends who I've talked to about it, they feel as though they have been relit. Their internal light has been turned back on if it had been muted or dulled for some time and they feel alive again. And I think that we actually reverse age and I fucking mean it reverse age not just we look younger we feel younger and it shows our faces have less lines i am more glowy now than i was five years ago it's not all you know the lotion i'm rubbing in i'm just saying it's not even just me it's my friends too and it's so much so that my friend amelia who was a viewer turned friend she was you know after she experienced the club she had changed in such a beautiful way that her friends were like suddenly really down to experience the club too right and then they came and also thrived here so it was really cool to see that it is this beautiful energy to share with people like in some ways I'm like you know, I, I hope, you know, I understand some people don't think I'm doing a good job by showing people this lifestyle, but I think those people need to relax and live with the life they've chosen and accept that for some other people, we fucking can't stand Vanilla World. We can't stand not being able to crack a sex joke. And like, I never wanted to have sex in front of my friends. It never started out like that. I thought being a swinger was more just like having sex with my, you know, people, like a couple or, you know, um, a group of people in a room. But because of the necessity of having sex around people because of the close-knit nature of the sex club I go to, which is Oasis Aqua Lounge in Toronto, it literally was part of the culture that just came with it. I never sought out to have sex in, in a room with people watching. Never. But it, when it becomes that's where you can have sex and whether people watch or not, it's like, all right, well, that's where you can have sex. Um, and for some, a, a young couple I know who doesn't have a lot of money because they're, they're students, they literally are like, look, like we can't fuck at home. So we can spend 40 bucks, go to like, um, cause they have a membership or whatever. They go, go to M4 and like fuck where, you know, wherever. And like, they don't have a, they don't, they don't have to get a hotel. You know what I'm saying? Like 40 bucks, go fuck wherever, whoever can watch fine. It works great for some people. So I've got to say, like when I, when I, when I talk about this lifestyle, you're going to hear me talk about it from a place of admiration and warmth. And I feel very inclusive about this lifestyle in that it's, it's meant to include people, whether you're here to watch, whether you're here to, um, you know, be a full, full-fledged swinger or orgy director or anything in the middle. There's room for you if you are sex positive and you are, you know, non-judgmental and accepting of others. And, uh, yeah, so I hope that you, you're inspired to whether or not you ever want to become a swinger yourself. I hope you're inspired to open the door with me and take a look into this world that I'm showing you and I'm about to show, show you more of on this podcast that you may have never seen before, especially not through the, through the eyes of a single woman, 39 years old, living downtown Toronto, no kids, never been married, never wanted to be married and never wanted kids. I should mention that. Um, I'm living, I'm living the life of my dreams, by the way, when I don't have to like have responsibility for like caretaking and stuff. So like, this is a fantastic life I chose. 
Um, and so the lifestyle just complements it so well. But, um, but yeah, so in a way, like the Willy Wonka is a good example. I want to tell you more because I, I love this lifestyle so much that it comes to me in so many different expressions. So why I like to call this, you know, is the swinger sex positive lifestyle, you know, never, never land. It, I mean it for so many reasons. And I, in, in some ways, I think I am acting as a bit of a, a lady Peter Pan saying there is this world. Do you want to come with me where there's no judgment on your body? And, you know, not really not harsh judgment. Maybe people still don't want to fuck you if they're not attracted to you. But it wouldn't be as harsh as it would be in vanilla world, right? That's the kind of point. Um, but like, there's this place where you can feel alive and you can still want to fuck the, you know, new people with, even if you love your partner and love your spouse and, and think about living in a marriage where that's okay. And it's not threatened by the fact that you both want to have other sexual experiences. And so maybe you decide to, to do that together. And so building on the never, never land idea, there's a couple I know on the online Oasis platform, which is a, a virtual hangout space that I do go to, uh, sometimes where I hang out on camera with, uh, with people, various people who can show up. Um, and it's a same kind of welcoming environment. Everyone can feel included and wants to be. So I really do kind of like that about it. It's just the, the lifestyle manifested virtually. So anyways, I've never met them in real life, but there are a couple that I plan to meet and, uh, I really like them a lot. Anyways, they are um, not hardcore swingers, so they basically are into more soft swap stuff, which means they don't. She, the wife, doesn't actually want to fuck another husband or another man. She just wants to have like les lesbian experiences, like more girl on girl stuff. Her husband maybe can be invited, maybe not, but the husband honestly doesn't even really want to fuck it or fuck the girl. It's really about letting his wife have this girl on girl time, right? And so that's a specific kind of niche of the of the lifestyle where they would match with people hopefully looking for the same thing. You wouldn't want to match with a couple who's coming over expecting to fuck each other's wives if that's not on the table, right? So that's why these are experienced swingers. They know they're they're meeting up with a couple. They've even met a few times. So um but they haven't I don't think they've had sex yet. So anyways, here's what's really cute about it. This couple is is a new empty nester, so their 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 daughter just moved out. And they're getting giddy about whether their date with another couple, actually last night, I have to follow up with them how it went, whether or not it meant it was going to be a movie or whether it meant it was like code for we're going to have sex, but let's call it a movie. Like they were going to make a movie hangout date, right? To hang out at their house and watch a movie. Now, I don't know about you, but whenever I was on a date with a guy to watch a movie, it wasn't to fucking watch a movie. It was foreplay for let me, you know, get past the fucking intro before I suck your dick. It's like, yeah, that's how, you know, covert kind of thing. So it was so cute to see this couple be nervous on camera and like shy a bit about we, we they don't know. Is it going to go all the way? Is it not? Like, and so it's so crazy to see how you can stay so young and alive in your soul when you still like grab onto these experiences and embrace them instead of being threatened by by them or what they mean or for your relationship like sometimes it's like let's just go and have these experiences even together as a couple like do things together um if you want to I know many couples that also do things separately I was one of those people who always thought that I was going to be um a couple like I was going to be a single woman unicorn sure for a couple but I also thought that if I was a couple 
it would be straight up just play, you know, play with, with each other and other people. I wouldn't have wanted, wanted my partners to have sexual relationships outside of our dynamic. But like, what's crazy now is like, I'm like, I don't even know if that's realistic for me anymore because it's, I, I don't know. I don't know if it, once it, once I, yeah, I'm not sure. You can see in my own uncertainty where I am on that evolution scale. <laughs> okay. But it goes to show that I really have changed even, you know, a few millimeters on that. And I think that's fascinating, but I get the jealousy concerns. There's real, you know, primal feelings that people are like, well, that's why would anyone do that? If you feel that way, I'm telling you that there's a way to not feel that way. If you negotiate it out, if you communicate with your partner and whoever's involved and make sure that it always stays something that people want, you know, as a positive experience. And I think that um, one of the other things I'm going to mention about the lifestyle is that you don't have to jump in full feet, like full speed ahead. You don't have to come to a sex club and like fuck a bunch of people. You could literally join a virtual event, go on camera, maybe even have sex on camera and see if you feel good being watched that way by a non-judgmental audience, right? And an eager audience. I mean, there's things like you could do like that. You could then go to the sex club and just watch. You could go to the sex club to just have sex beside other people. Like there's all sorts of comfort levels and experience levels in the lifestyle. Just be very, very upfront about it if you're, when you're matching with people so that you don't waste anybody's time. So if you're looking for something very lighthearted, like for example, when I met a couple in the pool at Oasis, they were attractive. Um, and they let me know that it was only the female that was going to be playing it was like the guy just wanted to watch I politely declined and like exited the conversation nothing against them at all I'm very glad that they were upfront about what it was that they were looking for but it was not a match and so no hard feelings I moved on I'm not looking for just another girl experience I need also the dick for me that's very much important for me right now and what I'm looking for in sex so um yeah this episode is more inspired by recent events but also the collective absorption of, of what I've learned from the faces of the viewers I have met, who I've seen their lives change, who I've seen take a risk on themselves, show up to a place, you know, take a chance, say a yes instead of a no, and and see what happens, right? And and I still remember the story of the virgin, the single male virgin I helped. Now, there's been a few of them, but... This one was the one that had never even had a first kiss yet. And he had just decided that day, like, look, he, you know, it was time for him to break this, this issue over, like, you know, have sex. He went to a clinic that day. He literally got taught how to use a condom and he went to the sex club. This guy took a lot of bravery to do that. And when I met him, I met him and I read his body energy real quick. And I remember being really touched by his, um, his energy and, and his vulnerability specifically. Um, I'm an empath, so I feel things deeply. I'm also an energetic healer. So I like to help people. And, um, this gentleman was shy, introverted and, um, in need of, uh, I think a friend that night. And so I, that's what I gave him. I gave him a friendship and I basically sat there with two other lovely ladies and showed him how to use a condom. And we did it over, you know, a pop can or something or a bottle of water. And, um, we coached him and we gave him advice. And then we met, introduced him to the woman that was, you know, gracious enough to give him that beautiful first experience he always wanted. Um, so it was truly a wonderful night and I did interview him. So if you want to check out on my YouTube, I'll have to put a link in this, uh, in this description so you can see it. 
I just, I've seen the lives change. I've seen the light come on in people's eyes. And I've got to say, I have also been someone who has been stuck in life. If you are familiar with my YouTube content, you'll know that I had a 10 year period of celibacy where I did not have sex or relationships. I was stuck and it took a lot to get unstuck. And I think what's really interesting is that this lifestyle gave me a lot and I'm trying to pay it forward. I'm trying to show the way to other people, even if they just want to look in. I want you to know it's here. I want culture and to, you know, mainstream culture to, to accept that it, that we're here, that people can exist in a, in a culture that sex is okay out in the open, that porn is not a bad thing or a threat, you know, that, you know, sexual attraction is not to be shamed, that men are not to be chastised when they get a hard on for a new girl. Like for me, as long as it can be done in a consensual and ethical way, I think sex can be a beautiful thing to share. If people can share the love of, you know, cribbage or like a card game or poker games, this is something that people like to do when they get together, like swingers, is have sex and then, and then have chips and, and pop or pizza and then go home. It is so fun. It's so fun. And I literally am right now I'm in the middle of, of coordinating. Now I've already booked the hotel. But I have already finalized the guest list and booked a hotel for my next, you know, swinger hotel party. It's it's always invite only, so you'll be hearing about it after the fact. But um, I'm excited. I'm going to be hosting some specific people, and uh, it's going to be very exciting to be able to have a camera in the room. Let's put it that way. So. So that is basically what I wanted to contribute for this episode because I felt so inspired by it tonight. And um, yeah, I hope that you are enjoying this podcast so far. From what I understand in the podcast world, ratings are everything. There's no apparently comments you can leave me that I can see unless you come to my YouTube clip. That's fine. I'll, I respond to every single comment on YouTube that I can, um, even the rude ones. So watch out. Uh, so, yeah, so like you can totally con connect with me there. My fan page is where I engage with fans. That is where I literally respond to every DM and never expect to charge extra for that. It is just a friendly, available thing that I, I provide for my fan page. Um, all those links you can find on TorontoUnicorn.com. And, uh, yeah, so I hope you check it out. And thanks for coming along with me. But please... If you can log into both Spotify and Apple, both of them, if you can double team this for me, I want one in the front, one in the back. See, I'm a swinger. This is my sex positive sense of humor. And if you were in vanilla world, I would have to not make this sexual reference. Do you see that perfect example of how I just like made a joke because I felt safe to do so? But if I was at like a board meeting, it would be inappropriate. Yeah, I want to be tag teamed and I want you to rate me five stars on Spotify and Apple and I want you to let me know if you do um, by writing a comment on the YouTube video because I will trust me I will know I will respond I will love it and I will acknowledge it so thank you for coming along on the journey and uh, yeah buckle up we've got a lot more to cover <laughs>